That's fucking sick. You've got this like wooden wall with like all of your collages framed. Where is it? Yeah, bro. I mean, <laughs> I took them all down to to show them out there, but it's usually filling the whole walls. Damn. That looks fucking great. Oh my god. Yeah, um let me see. Yeah, I got them all right here, man. A lot of good ones, man. 
How are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's fucking hot here. What's the temperature out there? It's like 110. Oh, shit. Yeah, it's way hotter. The only difference is, is like the humidity out here. Yeah, and it gets, uh, yeah, we get off of like at about, you know, one. Oh, man, that's amazing. Here, I got you on some. I wanted to show some of the process right here. What Damn. goes into it. I, let me check really quick to see if I'm like recording the video just because it'll help me get some like screen grab. Yeah. It all, don't mind me if I just pop in. So basically they started off of, I got like a hundred Nat Geos. So those first few way back in like 2018, 2019 came off like a, I, I got like a hundred Nat Geos from this theater. They were used as props. And I was like, what? And I just went through them and I just saw something. I was just like, you know what? I just saw a way I could tell a story in a way. And so I took little bits of a lot of pictures and I put them all on like a, a flat table. And then I just started putting them together on the back of like I had a big VHS collection. And so I would just cut that up. And then I would just cut them up on the back of the VHSs. So like point, uh, all types of, to good VHSs deliverance in here, all types of ones I just cut up. And then it started becoming like the backs of soft bag books, the books I would use. You know, I've been through like a thousand books for this. That's amazing. Wow, they're so tiny. That's crazy. A lot of them are very tiny. Like this one is probably... Um, but, you know, some of my larger ones, you know, they do get big, but nothing more than like 8 by 11, you know, in the frame. Right. A lot from... A lot in Arizona, Maui, Kentucky... California, you know, I've been doing it for a couple of years now and it's, it's just become a passion, you know, and I feel like a lot of people could really find a place in the two. It helps, you know, take words out of, out of things, you know, to be able to, in a way, I feel like it's writing. I'm able to express myself, you know, and you know, words, you just get bogged down and stuff. You know, I've always wanted, I know you write and everything. You know how that probably is. Hundred percent right. I think uh, I just want to give like a little bit of background uh, for anybody who doesn't know. This is like actually this is a really exciting conversation for me because this guy has been on my radar for quite a while, and he's he's very elusive, giving dirt. He's like a Tumblr legend, but his collage style is. You know, there's like always been a lot of speculation into his entire process because they're so incredible. It's like, do you do these by hand? Do you print them out? Uh, and he's actually offered to come on the show and explain and share some of that. And, you know, you're, like, you're one of like the last, I feel like, mysterious Internet artists left. Like everybody else, you know, there's like it just seems like you're one of the last people to actually like talk 
you know, in a certain way. And it's, you just spoke a little bit about how, how, you know, like about language and what is it about language that like is off-putting to you? Cause I feel that same way right now, but. Well, I just, I just don't know if it's my time right now to, to write something really, that's really gonna, you know, like I'm ruthless with myself, you know, like when it comes to creating something, like I had a teacher, a professor one time, uh, I went to community college and, um, you know, he told me you got to be ruthless with yourself. So writing is very hard for me because I can't even get like, you know, a paragraph in, you know, before I'm just like tearing it up, you know? So it felt like maybe therapeutic in a way to be able to cut things up, you know? So I've used scissors the whole time. I didn't use like, you know, any exacto knife or anything, you know, I just use scissors. I'd make them around people. There was nothing mysterious about it. It's just maybe the way I presented it online. I just, I never, um, you know, like this one will come off. It's a little teeny one. This is 2020. This is right before COVID. Um, yeah, before COVID and we started following each other. Yeah. I'm sorry if people don't know the backstory, but Probably like 2019, you were on my radar as well, you know? Yeah. This was like before any of this stuff started happening. I just want to sort of speak a little bit to that. Like, you know how I do like collages for the show? I think your style was probably one of the main influences, at least on like this sort of, I don't know, aesthetic... uh, dimension of whatever show this is you know because i remember when you started doing these you had multiple accounts you know like i feel like there was you were doing a lot of this stuff before like this quote-unquote internet lore building was taking place you know you had like that sanguine uh, account where you were posting like just pictures of like you know, cacti getting struck by lightning and, you know, yeah, just sorrow all- fetish. Yeah. That, all that got deleted, man. All that got deleted. I did not delete that. I did not delete that. How did it get deleted? I don't know. It was like during that, you know, whole era where it was just like people just for losing their accounts and I lost mine. And this one that I have right now, was just like another one of those accounts but it was for a different topic it was for like my friends and stuff so if you go far back on it it's like you'll just see that but the whole time you see little little tidbits like i'd i'd make one and it would only translate to that account it kind of happened like that this one i haven't ever shown anyone oh wow that's Uh so good and it's on the annual preference point issue so through this, I've I've read a lot. You know what I mean. I've taken my my eyes off a lot of things that I didn't want in my life. You know, so I feel like a lot of people would resonate with that. And I found like all of these. You know, just at twenty five cents. You know, I'd come up on like a hundred a hundred magazines. You know, and it was like all types of magazines. And it's just like twenty five cents, five cents, five cents, five cents, and it's just you build it up, and it's like. You know, if I had these all in a storage unit, I've I've taken a lot of them out and thrown them away. You know, I'll be honest, put them in the landfill. But, you know, I try to keep all the knowledge. You know, there's a lot of old books I found that like I found one 
the Manly P. Hall one. Uh, oh, it's wow. It's, yeah, it was like it's a thousand bucks. You That's know about him, Manly P. Hall? Yeah, yeah. He, they have the Philosophical Society in Los Feliz in uh, California. His his work is amazing. Oh, my right. gosh. Like, the way he just, like, archived all this knowledge is incredible. A hundred percent. And, you know, it's almost like your work is a kind of system. You know, it's like Abby Warburg or something. Like, it, there is a kind of, like, architectonic like system to what you do and the way that you upload and the way that you archive it. And there's this like incredible rigor. Like, I don't think people understand like this dude, I really believe is like one of the most important artists in the world, like straight up. And you're in Arizona, correct? Yeah. Bullhead city, Bullhead city, Arizona. And just the, the sheer dedication of this, of, you know, his work is just, it's like, it's mind blowing. Like, Dude, you know, thank are, you, bro. You, like, I appreciate that, man. What the fuck? No, seriously. Like, yeah. I'm like, I'm such a big fan of your shit. Like, you have no idea. Like, you've sort of been in the background. I feel like really influencing the way I go about things because I remember we were talking, you know, this was like before COVID, there was a lot of like political stuff going on and you were just kind of like fuck it i'm out of here and you know and it kind of like you know i feel like you get labeled though as a kind of like an outsider artist do you does that resonate with you at all or do you is that do you not feel that way i don't i don't feel that way because um you know it's it's just it's my own choices just because it was just going to be that way always. It's just been that way my whole life, you know? So it's just, I kind of just take that role and, you know, that's just my role. Um, but I honestly, I like that way too, because you, you meet up with people like yourself, you know, like who, who I want to experience my work because, you know, you guys like really appreciate it and you see what I see and, you know, what I see is something simple, you know, and that's a big thing for me is like, you know, just a simple life like i just i could do this forever and i might you know what i mean and i might something else might come and you know that's just part of life and right now this is just these last five years four years doing this it's just this is my part of life and purpose and um i'm appreciative that there's been people that have supported me along the way and um you know support is simple support is just you know checking in seeing the new stuff and and fucking with it that's all I that's all I like you know that's all I care about I just try to make things that you know people like try to set a setting in people's heads because it's weird I found with images it's like when you put them on down and so it's there it's like there's only so many ways it can go with your imagination because you use those images but it could go a billion ways but it's it's like words. So it's like those images, you put the word in your head and you see it and then you create like a setting, you know, of space. So it's like um, set design in a way for your imagination. And um, I do it for myself, you know, because then I put those settings in myself. So I want to share it with others. That's why I try to share every single one I've ever made 
you know, as fast as I can, because like you said, everything's moving so quick. Everybody's doing something so fast and everybody's good and everybody's influencing each other because we're all in this collective. And um, these, my work, I feel like holds a lot of like dream sequence for myself. Like what I dream, I see, you know, and I put in my work just subconsciously, but I feel like we're all tapped into that. So I, I do see a lot of similarities and it, it might not be anyone's influence or my influence. It's just, we're all in the same thing. We're all in that same, that same uh, wavelength. Wow. That's such a well thought out way of putting it. Yeah. It seems to be like you've been sort of like holding a lot of these thoughts and ideas in, and this is like the first time you've ever done any sort of interview yeah, I, I really like how you explain that, you know, you could just do this the rest of your life and uh, that and just sort of like be OK with that. And I like how you also said that these are like picture set. These are you're trying to put a setting into people's heads like. Yeah. And I, I like the description of the sort of like dreamlike sequence, because when I look at your stuff, there is like a genuinely sort of like mystifying arcane numinous quality to it honestly like the same feeling i get when i like listen to felt hold their records you know like there is something like ineffably still like interesting and like i don't know like sacred to it at, at least from like the way i interpret it would you say like uh, is that something that you're like sort of conscious of? Are you trying to like instill things with the kind of like alchemical purpose or are you just like, is it more of just like a, a something that you just do, you know? Um, that's a good question. It's, it's become conscious. I won't lie. Like as far as like, I'm way better, you know, like uh, it only comes, you know, like with practice and stuff. And it's like, you know, at the start, it became such an obsession. Like when I first found it out, um, it became such an obsession that I was so scared it was going to go. Like, because, you know, I have phases throughout my life where I get really into something and I, I will push it, you know, super hard. And then it always like filters out and it, it, I'm, I'll pick it up again in six months, seven months, eight months. But this, I was like, this, I don't want to go. I don't, I want to, I want it to be brand new every day. I want to sit down and really be able to push myself to really go deeper. And that's giving dirt. It was a billion different names. I'll probably change it again. You know, these names mean nothing to me, but the giving dirt one, I like a lot because I was reading Margaret Mead's, um, uh, primitive societies oh, wow. uh, three primitive societies i forget the name of it but i read it and they would they would always talk about the tribes the three tribes they were always scared it was in like peru and um they were always scared of someone getting their dirt um basically like you know you eat an apple and you throw it on the ground and then like a sorcerer like the spirit would come and grab it and it's like your dna's on it or like something you used or your you know anything that you had you on it and so I became conscious of that and I was like, you know, I'm trying to put in everything that I have. I don't care if anyone has what I, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I've kind of just put all of myself in and I've tried to do it in a way where it is, you know, 
it's the beauty parts of myself you know it's like i i, I handle some difficult issues for myself in my work you know and i feel like you could read it like i can read my work i can read my life with it because i've been making it according to my life and um there's some difficult issues but i always tried to to keep it i guess like silver you know like something like not tainted like i don't want to make things that are you know so vulgar and depressing that they remind me of that place but i make them pretty i feel like and then it, it helps me get through certain things right yeah i've read a little bit of a sex and temperament in three primitive societies and you yes, know that's that actually one. yeah that's really that you know that book is kind of crazy because it like weirdly became influential in the feminist movement because it showed how uh, females are sort of like dominant within the Chambuli societies, you know, which I think yeah. people associate like matrilineal cultures and heritage with like a sort of like lower, like, you know, like it's a sort of like archaic or primitive society. But, you know, it's yeah. like the structuralist anthropologists like Claude Levi-Strauss, you know, actually took a way more open-ended and relativistic position on it. And you know what I mean? I feel like it's kind of like matriarchy's kind of become a dirty word because of its association with like, you know, white bourgeois feminism, whatever the fuck, you know, which is obviously stupid. But, you know, I also do think that we can look to these other societies. I know I've, I've covered like Pierre Clostra's society against the state and stuff like that as well. Um, I was actually reading no. this one book, the way of the dead Indians. And so it, but to not get on that tangent, like where does anthropology, you know, come into all this? Cause you said that you found a huge stack of national geographic books and you read through them and like, Wait, where did you find these books first off? Like that's no the the Nagios. I'll tell you. Like I know, like it's crazy my memory with it because it's like so impactful in my life. Like all this whole experience, it's one moment. But it started. It was like thirty of them at Costa Mesa, um, at the Savers, and I met this friend named Austin. Yeah, um, he worked there. And yeah, it was at the Savers. It was in um, New, uh, Huntington, over in Huntington. And I got 30. So I went through those quick because I figured it out because I just had these VHS tapes and I would just watch VHS tapes like crazy uh, because, you know, I'm older. I'm 93. I was born in 93, February 18th, 1993. So I kind of grew up on, you know, that last little bit, that last little spurt before everybody had the phone like i remember my big brother was calling his girlfriend and they were like are you can you hear me blah, blah blah you know like i remember i was a kid and um so that vhs was around and i brought it back like in 2018 and um for myself and uh, started just cutting the backs up putting this putting the work on it and the work and then i ended up going back to kentucky and uh i moved back into this place an old friend of mine's uh uh, place in old louisville and um 
he hooked me up because he used to go to these uh, estate sales every day. You know, he, him and his uh, assistant would go to these estate sales and buy old furniture, antique furniture. The whole place was decked out in antiques, everything. It was an old house, too. And, um, yeah, so he hooked me up with this dude who had, like, 100 because they were props for a playhouse. And so, yeah, he sold it to me for 10 bucks. And um, that Nat Geo, that really went crazy. So, like, the 80s, if you go to the 80s Nat Geo, 70s Nat Geos, you could probably find, for surely, a bunch of little bits of my work, you know what I mean, scattered in there. And I thank every artist and every photographer and everything for that. Everything that I've ever used, you know, I, um, I've never written down their names. I remember their names in my head. You know, I read through them when, when the credit's given. But um, I never chose it to be like, I'm going to write annotations and bibliography for this stuff because it was too fast, man. I was going too fast. But um, I still am going too fast with it. And uh, But they, they're remembered in me, for me. Like, I remember them, everybody. And um, yeah, after the Nat Geo spur, it just became like, I was like, well, it doesn't have to just be Nat Geo. I was like, it could be like anything, man. And like, it just went, it, that, that's when it just went crazy. And I didn't want to use black and white at first. But then I decided, like, someone else is going to. Because, like, at a point, I became, like, aware that I was, like, dude, I was, like, I better just do everything I can because someone else is going to come behind me for sure. Like, I know collage has been around for a while, but I don't know. I just had this, like, this, like, race in my head. I was, like, I got to go. And, um, you know, some of my favorite things to use are, like, old church pamphlets that I find, like, um, like St. Vincent de Paul's, you know, this is a big, like what I like. Um, and just like old, like you can tell they only printed like 250 of them and they have all these crazy pictures in them that are super small, you know what I mean? So you know, it goes like that a lot. I just look for anything I can find, you know, Nat Geo's was the start of it. And I think that's a special place in my heart because, um, you know, that not geo society it's like i feel a part of it now you know like ripped up all their books that's amazing yeah you know i've been thinking a lot about collage you know just because i've been actually reading like the art of memory by francis yates and goes into this kind of entire history including bruno and like the way in which we memorize events and sequences of words is through uh assemblages or like sort of like a non-linear picture you know like we start associating yeah. things free form and abby warburg he was kind of like he was this art historian he was came from the warburg family like super fucking rich but uh you know before it was natural for us to look at many different pictures at the same time, like on a grid or the way we sort of have like pinups or mood boards, like he was kind of the first people to do that, uh, which he called uh, the Bill Duratlis Nemnocene, which is like oh. a pneumatic uh, assembly of images uh, that sort of like could do, you know, it was like this celestial map of cultures and heritages. And, you know, it's like, to me, it's like one of the things that makes your collage so interesting is it is sort of like uh, transcultural. 
and historical and you know it, it it actually has like roots in something that's like you know comes before just like this you know modernist postmodernist pastiche of like random fucking images and like angels and y2k shit you know and I, this is why i think you're like you're definitely the best collage artist in the world that i know it's hard to make, to make like a, a fucking judgment like that but you have like you're like mad influential man seriously i owe it all to those like you just said it has so much range of culture and everything because i owe it all to those those photographers who went crazy hard and ran up the company card and went around the world you know what i mean so it's like in a way it's like i feel every, like it's like I feel all of their like force and their mana like as I'm making it and it makes me want to honor their photos again and I don't want you know what I mean I never want to disrespect them and that's why I've been so like you said kind of aloof and um, distant that's just in my nature but it's just in a way because it's like I don't you know what I mean like I didn't there are some that I have taken and I make and I don't you know like say that but um I also don't want to disrespect the person who took the photo. Um, but I feel like, you know, I'm doing, I'm doing work for them in a way. So it's like, I'm going to at least post them and share them with people, you know, and they can see, but in a way, if they ever see it, no one's ever been like, um, I know someday it's going to happen. Some days, uh, one of the photographers is going to be like, I took this blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to be really stoked and send them the frame picture, frame collage. Um, but yeah, I'm just excited about it. And it's, you know, it's, I try to, you know, honor everybody's work and honor animals. You know, that's a big thing I've been doing lately is like, I've been going through a lot of hunting books, um, hunting magazines, like from the nineties and stuff and two thousands. And, uh, they, all these dudes posing by their game and their kill and, uh, just for fun, you know, I don't disrespect that, you know, they kill them, blah, 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 but I take them out and I cut them out. And then I put like, flowers or butterflies or you know sun rays or like in a way it's like you know like those animals have a name like it's just brought me closer to myself doing this because and I feel like a lot of people would become it'd be good for a lot of people now that's why I wanted to come on contain and really share some knowledge about why I do it and how I do it because I never really talked about it yeah you know it like honoring animals is very sort of interesting and you have like a lot of life experience. You know, you're somebody who like, I feel like has actually like seen shit. Uh, and you know, like pathos and suffering in art, you know, I think are things that should still be explored, you know, like the Hopi snake ritual, uh, you know, in the American desert, like ethnographers used to witness that. And they used to, you know, yeah. th there were sculptures of Trojan priests killed by sea serpents sent by Apollo, you know, and there is this kind of like, I don't know, like there is this kind of like gore and violence to what you do. And there's also like, it's got like a heavy metal, like leather quality to yeah. it too. Yeah. When I was younger, I loved death metal, everything like that. Um, yeah, it, it bleeds out everything. You can read me just by this, my work. And, um, a lot of people think like, oh, it's on the Instagram or anything confused about it, but, um, it's all archived on Spokane. It's a Tumblr, um, account SP zero K and E. And, um, that's where the whole work is, you know, and, um, I post a lot 
on my Tumblr and everything. And um, Tumblr for me is like something that I think you should be a part of and um, a lot more people should be a part of um, because it's it's just better. You know, it's 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 been around so long, you know what I mean? It's had its reputations and everything, but it's it's a beautiful place, I think. I wouldn't be the person I am. I wouldn't have been able to create as much as I could. I got a lot of inspiration from Tumblr accounts and, and people that are just, you don't know their name. You don't know who they are or where they went. You know, a lot of them were deactivated and it's like, they just like changed your life though. Wow. That's a, uh, that's really interesting. Uh, you know, it's, it's so crazy, man, because like I've been following what you do for a while and it just seems like, every other sort of collage artist is just doing this like, you know, typical pop art thing. And that's kind of what I associate with Tumblr a little bit, which is kind of why I've been like, ad like adverse to it. But I've always sort of like wanted to find that like hidden deactivated unused yeah. side of the internet. But I, I yeah. like, maybe it's just because I got, on all this shit way too late because I really wasn't like that online until like five years ago. Like I wasn't yeah. on, like I had just gotten an Instagram account in like 2016 or something like that. Uh, yeah. You know, but it, it is like actually super, I think important to like go and, and, you know, dig up old stuff like that, you know, it's just, Oh yeah. That's one of my passions. I feel like, um, it's even on Instagram, you know what I mean? Like just finding these old accounts that are like, you know, just so old and forgotten and abandoned and you just see a person's life. It's just, it's interesting. You know, the, the internet for me, I've used it the same way since I was 12, 13 years old. You know what I mean? Nothing changed with that. It's just, it's a crazy place. My in real life, like the way I handle my real life is just way different than the internet. You know what I mean? Like, internet i've never really taken seriously but you know that probably right. was a pitfall you know because internet can take you a lot of places for sure yeah but it could take you a lot of places you really don't want to go yeah um <laughs> and you seem and you seem to be somebody who who doesn't want to go to some of those places like you've never <laughs> had a gallery show have you who me yeah uh no um i had a um show one time in uh, august 30th of 2019 at my friend's place called the can it was pretty tight man but yeah that was it no i've never i've never even shown these i just i'm saving them for something you know like i don't want to sell them i don't want to do none of that with them it's just something that i'm going to take care of you know and just just keep and keep doing and just, you know, like further myself with that. You know, I, lo I lost a lot. You know, I, I kick myself in the, in the back every day about this because like, you know, I used to at the beginning, I, I didn't care about these. I thought they were I, I scanned them in. It's, that's always been a big part of the process, too. I scanned them in and um, scan them in. And then I, you know, pour shit on them, pour beer, throw them away, leave them places, leave my bars, give them to people. Uh, uh, that I, when I lived on Maui, uh, you know, I lived in you know, outside for a whole year and stuff. And that I had this homie, it was a little deer. He freaking he ate three of them, three of them. Wow. 
I'm, I'm just kind of like blown away. So what do you do outside of the collages? Like what is like Oh yeah, for job? Yeah, yeah, or just anything. Um, right now I'm a yardscaper. I do artificial turf, rockstone pavers. Um, oh, I used to do that. Block too. walls. Yeah, so you know how it is and it's it's that grind. I love it though. It's it feeds my work though. It's like that's also something that I think um people should be aware of is that your daily life, your habits, the way you move will feed your um, creativity. You know what I mean? So it's like the experiences that I experience every single day are just like, like I need them. Like I need to see the sunrise. I need to be up before the sun. And I need to be in the truck with everybody. Like when the sun's coming up, you know, it's like, it's something that just gets me high. And it's just like, you know, then the rest of the day, you know, it's like a good day or it's a bad day. It's hell day. But, um, yeah, I've, I've done woodworking, though. I've done, you know, serving, cocktail serving. I've been, you know, blue collar, just working class the whole way. Um, and I like that, personally. I wouldn't, I would love to come up big time, but you know what I mean? I like to be humble and a uh, simple life, you know. I had a big dream when I was younger. Was just basically live a simple life, and that's what I try to do. Um, I wish I could live a simpler life, you know, but this world is complicated. You know, I, I sort of feel the same way. You know, like I didn't move to like even a small place, but it was relatively smaller than, you know, L.A. And, and people were just like, what the fuck are you doing? It's like, I'm just like, I just want to simplify my life. That's it. Yeah. You know, like I just yeah, want to dedicate myself to this project and just go all in on this project yeah. and do it like Holy. I have to. You know, and it's in a lot of ways that that's really worked out. And, you know, it's yeah. like I wouldn't mind going somewhere more remote. You know, like I have to go out like I was just out at the farm in like hill country yesterday on the buggy, just riding around like a thousand acres. And, you know, yeah, like that I, looked I, beautiful. That looked like a safari. Yeah. No, that. it's yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you know, there's like cows and cattle and like oil refinery rigs and stuff and I just need that. Like, I can't, I don't understand it. Well, it, you know, it's really hard because you're like somebody, you're not really like a man of words, even though you're obviously like incredibly intelligent and articulate. And sometimes like, I wonder like how much of like having to speak is just getting in the way of like the things that I want to produce. But ultimately, like, I just sort of see it as like a, a kind of like musical process or like, like an anti-linguistic process where it's like, I don't really know exactly what I'm saying. Uh, I'm just sort of like feeding the ideas so that like I can go make something. And you know, the stuff that I make is like really personal to me. I don't really sell it unless it's like clothes or something. And it's like, I don't really sell that many of them or like the CDs. Like I, I make them all by hand. Like I burn them all. I stamp them all. I, assemble the covers i assemble all the booklets like i try to make it like you know some like sort of like tactile thing because you know having a sort of tactile relationship to shit like that it's not just a tool like that as you were saying earlier what you do in your daily life like that that you know that reflects back onto you in a certain way and you know like that's you know i i understand yeah landscape architecture i did that uh for a yeah, when you talk about all that, I was just like, oh, man. Well, 
that's a big thing too that people need to i feel like understand is that you know it's it's everything reflects back on you you know who you are you know so do something that really gets you going you know like really feeds every bit of your life you know like you said you came from la yeah into austin yeah But that's why I love Arizona. I love the desert. I love everything about just nothing, you know? You love everything about nothing? Oh, man, that's <laughs> so beautiful. Oh, man. Yeah, this is definitely one of the best episodes of the entire show out of like 165. Well, well here, let's see. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about with you. Um, oh, it's all escaping me right now. beautiful yes yeah, sir um what do you got planned for the, the summer no i'm just joking <laughs> <laughs> talk a little bit about like the stuff that you've read or just like some of your photographic in influences okay oh also yeah i got a book coming out that's what i wanted to say i got a book coming out at the end of this month out of a press in new york city manuela and um, i'm really excited about it so be sure to remember that and you'll know about it. I'll tell you, I'll show you. But some of my photographic influences, um, some of my influences, we really put them down. A lot of plays. I used to work this job in Laguna Beach. I used to work at the um, Laguna Beach Riviera Resort right on the ocean. And in the winter, it's really rainy. It's really windy. So I just sit in there and I replays and I read like all the Tennessee Williams um, the Mark Twain, Adam and Eve, the diary of Adam and Eve, that should change me. Um, Esther Forbes, a mirror for witches. It's a great book, great novel. Um, biggest influences, um, music wise. I listen to music always when I make, when I'm, when I'm making them, unless my shit dies and everything. But that's a lot of rock and roll. It's a lot of crazy rap, <laughs> all types of things. Yeah, it's it's all it's all chaos sometimes. And then it just it comes together, you know? Yeah, I feel like the chaos and, and everything coming together. That's really important, you know, because like for me, for example, like I don't exactly know where things are coming. You know, like when I set out to interview, like I barely knew anything about you. I didn't even know what you would reference. So I had no, I had like nothing to go on just in terms of yeah. like doing my homework. But I kind of liked it that way, you know, because ultimately like I'm here to learn and, you know, you have a lot to share with people. And just like, I just want, you know, it, it, it's always hard though, because like I remember I shared like some of your collages and some of your stuff like on Twitter, which isn't like a platform you're that active on at all. Oh yeah, you, I used to be. I used to be. Nah, you don't. You definitely don't. But um No, not anymore. Not anymore, no. Yeah. <laughs> that shit is really fucking over. Uh I'm just tired of people's like little rhetoric games. Oh yeah, you yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, I know it's that. That's just, why that's why I'm totally done with Twitter. Yeah. Like I could never do that again. No way. <laughs> 
But it is kind of interesting because I shared it and how much of me is like, do I really want these fucking like freaks on here to like find out about this guy? You know what I mean? It's like, that's kind of like the thing that I wonder is like, there is something so special to me about what you do that it's like, how much of it do I want to, how much of it do you feel comfortable withholding? But I guess you're on the show. So like everything you're saying, you're kind of like co-signing in a certain sense. Like, does that feel, does that feel weird to you at all? Or no, I'm definitely, I feel blessed that I've been gatekept by a lot of you guys. Like, you know, it's, it's helped a lot because in a way it's, it's, it makes it more special for all of us because, um, and you know, I want more people to see it now at this point because I've I've built up so, such a big foundation. That's kind of where I always wanted to be. I wanted to be at a big foundation before I started really sharing it because that's where you get the full story. You know, like there's a really full story in this. It's um, it's not just one summer. You know, it's not just one one year. It's multiple years. It's a lot of life. You know, I changed a lot. Like if you read the if. If you read the whole story of in real life of what happened to me while I was doing this, it, it's to me, it's just as captivating. What happened? Lots of moving, lots of the big time was when um, the COVID hit. I just got this book with Sue Press. Thomas Macy does that. And uh, we were living in Long Beach. And so, yeah, he helped me out with that. We did that. And then the COVID hits. And then I got really jaded. And um, I basically like made probably in the year of 2020, maybe like five pieces, maybe like seven or 10, like probably 10, which is like crazy low because all the other years are like lots and lots and lots. You know, I can do, you know, sometimes how many ever I can a day. But um, when that happens, I, I needed a spark to come back. And it happened in the summer of 2021. I was working this, uh, I got this gig at this fireworks warehouse. And I was just unloading fireworks off like these containers from China. And then we put them in a warehouse, take off the Hunan box and um, put them in this colored box to be like Daffy Ducks, four shots to be like overloads. Like we had Twisted Metal, we had like Superman, like big time fireworks in this warehouse now, out here in Bullhead too. And, uh, I was working at that warehouse and that sparked me just at work, you know, like it was so electrifying, like just around the, the gunpowder fireworks, containers, all this, all this stuff. And um, he flew me out to Wisconsin to go sell at the, at the stand. And I was staying in this hotel and I just like went to the thrift store out in Wisconsin. And I was just like, I was like looking for books. And I was like thinking to myself, I was like, I don't do this anymore. I don't look for books like that. And then I just was like, fuck it. And I just got some. Went back, started going, started making. I ended up going out to support my first year of Sundance, um, support my friend who dances at Crow Dogs Paradise in South Dakota. And I met a bunch of people that lived on Maui. And an old friend, he lived there. So it, it, it clicked up nice. And I ended up going to Maui. The girl I was staying with, she saw my work and she's like, wow, this is like crazy. And she was like really into it. She was like, well, this is like an artist residency. She was like, you can just stay out here. And they had like, you know, that's where the deer was at. And so, yeah, I lived at that place for like six months. And um, yeah, it was on after that. 
like after that was after the fireworks. Oh yeah, I have so much footage of that deer. We were we we lived together for like six months. Of yours, right? Is is the one of that you playing with that deer? That's like one of the most beautiful cinematic moments, unlike the entire internet. Yeah, yeah, I'll send you a few of those. I have a few, a bunch of those. He was crazy because like I got him basically at Sundance. Everyone was like, "You go stay in Maui, stay in Maui." I was like, "Well, I gotta go back to San Diego real quick." It's my friend. I basically I gave him a car for plane tickets. We like made a trade, made a barter, and um, I had to go back to San Diego to tie some loose ends. And then I caught a flight to Maui, and um, when I got there. I go up to the house and they're like, yeah, you just got to caretake it for a little bit. There's like a pig. There's a Cooney Cooney pig. It's like a big pig with a big tusk. He's really cute. His name was Lemmy. And um, there's some cats. And then I, I show up and I see a deer. I'm like, what the hell? There's a little baby deer. And they're like, yeah, Nakota. Nakota got that deer because on Maui, they have access deer that were brought in the 1800s. So they're Indian deer from India. And um, they still, they keep their, their, um, they're white um, spots their whole life, even though they grow antlers. They don't they don't lose them like the deer here in America. Yeah, so he was like, yeah, he found that deer when he was hunting. And I was like, whoa, and he just kept it from a baby? Yeah, it was like, must have been like two days, three days old. So yeah, it still needed to be bottle fed and stuff. I wasn't feeding it out of the bottle, though. I mixed some goat's milk powder and some water and then swirled up with the churn. And then I go feed it to Bucky. And that motherfucker would go crazy for milk every night. Oh, my God. He was crazy. But I bottle fed. I, I fed him the milk for the last month of when he needed milk. So he treated me like his mom his whole when I was around him. So he would, like, try to, like, nudge in and, like, crevice right here and, like, get milk out of him. You know what I mean? He got really attached to me. They ended up neutering him, though. So he didn't grow his antlers. But, yeah, I, I left and, you know, I miss him a lot. But. It was a cool experience living with that deer, man. Crazy. How many different... So you're from Kentucky originally, right? No, I'm from Spokane originally. I grew up in Spokane. Oh. Um, 15 years in Spokane. And then uh, my brother got back from Iraq. So we moved to Kentucky because that's where he got stationed as a recruiter. Me, my mom, my sister. My little sister. And uh, yeah, then a high school in Kentucky and moved to Louisville. Um. And then I went to Hawaii, Big Island first back in 2015. And that was the crazier trip. Like that was like wild as hell. Um, it was like real world, Big Island, real world Puna for real. It's crazy. But yeah, then uh, I met a girlfriend that I had for like five years in California, you know, Kentucky, back and forth, all over the place. You know, I'm way more stable in my life right now, you know, and yeah. that's helping my work. So that's a win-win. Yeah, I feel like stability can do that. Because I remember there was a minute where you like vanished for like a while. Yeah, so stability, you know, to, to sort of go over that again, like I remember you were off. <laughs> I got that tatted on me too. <laughs> oh, crazy. I remember you were offline for like a really long time. Yeah, I was. I was still on this account, but I didn't like find anybody or like follow anybody back you you guys probably just found me through the grapevine like you know i was still on you know i was still online but i never stopped my tumblr account you know what i mean i was like going off on tumblr just always but 
Instagram, yeah. No, I wasn't on. You remember my old account. My stories, like, for a year long straight was, like, straight up just images. I remember that. I forget about that sometimes. I wasn't on Tumblr, but I just remember, like, your absence. Like, I feel like left, like, a really big hole in my experience on on IG. Because I had no idea where you went. I just remember we were talking. I think we were like sending pictures of our like shotguns to each other or some shit. Yeah. And we were just kind of like, I remember you told me you're like, I'm getting the fuck up out of here. Like I'm getting out of Long Beach and I'm like going to Bullhead City in Arizona. Yeah. And you, we were just talking about, you were talking about like God's country and all this other shit. And like, was I saying that shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember that. It was like, this was like another account like way the yeah. fuck back like a long ass time ago uh but you know, i remember you were saying you were gonna go to vermont yeah i didn't end up going to vermont i ended up moving moving to texas did but, you ever visit there yeah yeah yeah. oh my gosh it's beautiful that's always a place i wanted to go it's it's so beautiful especially in like sprint and uh autumn it's insane yeah i mean Wait, what else do you think, you know, it's so hard because this is so free form. Like, I don't even know, like, what else would you say, like, like, who, have you met anybody, like, recently that's, like, sort of, like, I don't know, like, been a game changer for you just, like, as a, like, inspiration-wise? I, I meet people every day like that, that changed me. Um right. That's one thing about my experience. I um, I just find I like to find that certain special uniqueness in every person, um, and I, I've always found like and maybe it's my gift that I can find that um, and realize that in somebody. I've always been able to get along with everybody, and um, I'm inspired by my day to day. Everybody, you know, everybody I meet, everybody I see. One person that's really uh, changed me is this, you know, just just random common folk I meet at the river, you know. Someone would talk to you and you just talk about. It's mainly dudes who are like way older who experience. I like to get knowledge from the older, um, elder peoples. And um, I guess my biggest inspiration was one of my old friends, Rudy Van Meter, passed away in June 3rd, like 2021, and um all his stories really frames you know a big part of my life because he told about you know just old history about blocks you know like where we used to live he told the whole history of that whole street section that whole you know that whole street and how it changed and who died there all these people different houses everything you know like I don't know. I'm just inspired by story. I'm just inspired by someone who's willing to share. And um, my mind just kind of runs with it.
that's a really great perspective because I feel like so many people only want to like build upwards, you know, like they're only looking to like advance a kind of agenda based on like who can get them a certain thing. I think that's really fucked up. (laughs) Like, I I feel like it's important to share and, you know, partake and listen to experiences of just like everybody, you know, like most of the, most of the like interesting people that I meet, I just like meet randomly. They could be like really old too. Like I just meet somebody like outside of a liquor store, you know, when I'm buying cigarettes and just, and I want to share it, but part of me like wants to, you know, bottle that part of my experience inside and like put it somewhere else, you know, place it somewhere else or like keep it for myself. You know, you, you talked a little bit about like gatekeeping. Yeah, that's, I think that that's also a reason why I can't like verbalize it right now. What, like what someone did that changed me because in a way I did it in my, my work, you know, like I, I, I brought that out through there because, um, I don't even remember some of the things they told me, but like you said, you want to keep it somewhere. I feel like your your mind does keep it somewhere, you know, like anything that's touched you and like really made you feel something, you keep that. It stays with you and it, it helps you. And that, that's just like, it's like medicine, you know, like I feel like there's a lot more medicine in the world that we all have to give each other. We just have to tap into how we can um, share with others and, and what they do with it is how they heal. Right. You know, uh, like, how do we share certain things while also not giving away too much? Like, that's something that, like, I personally just kind of struggle with. Like, I feel like especially, like, early on in the project, I had a really hard time, like, managing that. Because once I found out that, like, people were actually listening and, you know, it, it kind of raised the stakes a little bit. And it's like, I think I think if you sort of overexpose yourself, you know, given whatever medium you're in, like it can really ruin you in a certain way. Like psychologically, it's very damaging. It, mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I think about that a lot. I don't know. Yeah. I, I agree with that. It's it's never been um, something I've thought about in that way. Like, as far as, like, you know, I feel like I've given, like you said, like, I've given too much, you know, of myself away. But in a way, it, it, it helped. So maybe there is a balance between that. Because uh, it kind of sets you free if you, you know, like they always say, you know, you talk about it, you set you, you know, the truth. But... Yeah, you 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 share your truth, and it's always going to be good. And uh, but sometimes, yeah, it's just it's calculation. You got to be calculated with how you speak and stuff. And I totally just abandoned that my whole life, you know. So that's a big reason why I've been so quiet, you know, because I just know how I am. I'll just you know rant and talk, and you know. But that's <laughs> why I wanted to share with you, and uh, I respect that. that that you let me on, even though I didn't really give you much of uh, topics or anything like that. No, that's perfect because you're saying real shit. You know, you're speaking from the heart. And I get that feeling of like wanting to sort of like shut down because I'm the same way, you know, like, like I'm, I'm pretty, I, you know, like I'm, I'm sort of autistic, 
and you know, like I'm solipsistic and my brain is very obsessed with certain topics. And, you know, like I've always, I used to be really self-conscious of like, like I used to be really quiet. I used to hate talking, which is kind of ironic because I ended up doing it, <laughs> Yeah, you know, like fairly regularly, but it's in a lot of ways, it's helped me overcome a lot of my fear just surrounding communicating with people. Yeah. Yeah, the fear, um, art is, is big like that because um, it's so special to you, you know, when you create something. Everybody who's ever made something that they're, you know, it's so fond to them. And that's why, you know, I named my first book, I Need Fragile Things Around to Be Strong For. Because that, you know, he hit me with like, he's like, I just need one line. And he emailed me, he's like, I just need one line, you know, so I'll put it on the, and it became the name. Because I really thought about it and I was just like, this is kind of what this is for me. It was like, you know, you're in a place where maybe you feel like you, you know, you can't be strong for everything. You know, you can't put the weight on your shoulders, you know. But with this, it's like, you know, you just put that weight on your shoulders and it's just like, yeah, like this is this is my thing. This is what I'm going to do. And, you know, I'm going to share it with the world and, you know, let them know how I see the world. And, um that right there has helped me so much. And if I didn't do it, I couldn't imagine where I'd be, you know, because there was so much fear to share, you know, yourself with people, you know, like you probably felt that too. And uh, I mean, you had to do it harder too, because you expose yourself, you know, all the way you're talking, speaking, voice, seeing, you know, everything. Like all I did was try to put my mind into um, with some glue and some scissors some soft paperback books, VHS tapes, you know, pictures. Yeah, but I feel but, like you can express that, you know, and you can sort of show a, a sense of vulnerability through like a visual medium. Yeah, yeah, you know? definitely. I've, I've felt vulnerable through a lot of these for sure. And uh, it's interesting to me how that's happened. Um, you know, when I first started doing collage, and I didn't even think about collage as being anything like, it was like that last medium where I'd never really seen too many of them. I'd never seen like, you know, like contemporary collage artists, like really going off. I never, I just, I, I thought it was blank. I thought it was open and that helped a lot too, because it was like, Oh my gosh, I'm like trailblazing. And then, you know, you get wise cause you see, and you're like, oh, okay. So then you, you know, you start understanding like there's other people and, um, you know, that's, it sounds selfish, but that's just how I thought at the beginning. Like I wasn't copying no one. I was just trying to just speak. It's like, I was like, I'm let loose. And, um, throughout time I've like really respected, like, okay, people go off, people go hard. And, um, I'd still try to like, totally just make my own lane somewhere else. You know, I'm not trying and then nothing else. Um, but I, I used to say back in 2020, I used to be like, I said everything I could say with this, you know, this is done. Mm. And now I'm like sitting here in 2023 and I'm just like, dude, like there is so much, you know, it's like, I don't see any end in sight. And that excites me. Yeah. I went through a period recently where I really considered ending all of this or at least mm. just sort of transitioning into other yeah. things just because I feel like, you know, language is not, 
you know, the real movement, you know, it's like language has sort of exhausted itself. And, you know, like to interpret some of these like texts, like the end of history and whatnot, and like what that state statement actually means is like events will keep happening. Things will keep happening regardless, but our ability to sort of like take and formalize like and extend the human like consciousness. I feel like AI is a really good sort of like, I don't want to say, you know, there's something sort of syncretic with AI and also like man's loss of ability to like invent or, or yeah, to do and to like actually speak something into existence because, you know, all of human language has basically exhausted itself. Like we, we live in a world full of words that, have ceased to actually do anything like they don't make events happen like they they don't motivate you know like so i guess like the the way i see it is just trying to motivate people to do things just even like small things like on an end because you can still do that but it's not new like you know i'm not creating some like new philosophical system I'm just stating I feel like very pedestrian things from various sources that I've already picked up that that I think like put in a certain contemporary context can at least help you deal with certain things. Uh, You know, it's like I'm sort of going through this process and sharing the process as well. And um, yeah. Well, there's always going to be a transition, too. And we always will transition like this. There will be a transition from this for me and for yourself, you know, it's like, but it's, it's to, to, to really like ring out, you know, like every bit of it is the purpose. I feel like it's like, once you get in it, it's like commitment, you know, it's like, you know, you have to stay down for it. Um, Cause if, you know, if you want it to be your purpose, because, it takes a lot of work, you know, and I feel like the AI is, um, it's crazy too, because, um, I'll make these and I'll, I'll scan them in and I, and I crop them. And then, um, if you do this thing on iPhone, you hold it, it like, it like crops it itself. It makes like this crazy, um, you ever seen that? You ever done that? No. Where you like hold down a picture, try it when you get off here and, um, hold down a picture and it will like crop it for you and like, and oh, white it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I have tried that. That's on like the new update. Yeah, it's a new and you update. Mess- and you message it to yourself in order to get the PNG, right? Yeah, it's wild. But that's why, you know, I'm excited about this because I hope one day that there can be an, an AI, artificial intelligence, that can totally... Um, like find out where each everything is from you know even though i forget i went through all these so fast i like you know what i mean I, like i should have done it but i feel like the silver lining is that ai will do it <laughs> you know i'm not even afraid of ai at all i don't have no, a fear not, of it yeah. because it just it just simply is you know it just it's just a sort of reality that we have to recognize with and we should use it as a tool to liberate ourselves from and put it into service towards the things that we don't want to do anymore. Exactly. I mean, that's what the internet's always been to me. Like I told you, it's like, 
you know, internet has just made me feel better. Like, you know, it's like you can use it for a bad purpose, but you know, the way I use it is to, to expand my mind and like, just go like see images, you know, like, like some of the things, things I've seen, is just like intense. Like today at work on the, on the lunch break, man, everybody's like, homies were flashing this Facebook post and Facebook has some of the craziest gore I've ever seen in my life. Like I'm scarred from some of the shit I've seen on yeah, Facebook. Yeah. No lie. So like, I wouldn't look, you know what I mean? Cause that shit gets embedded in me. I'm just like that, you know, with images. And so it was like someone's hand getting chopped off and all types of crazy shit. So yeah, like, I mean the AI, like people are talking about that's how it could go bad because you know, it could, it could take on all forms of, you know, WWW, the World Wide Web, you know? Right. And uh, so, I mean, that was, yeah. But the good parts, you know, there's beautiful things on the internet, you know? People can't lie about that. Images are such a strange thing because we live in this like, you know, world of images, but I really do think it's like how we sort of arrange them and create these new categories. Like, you know, I've been thinking about Ad Herenium, which has this unknown author, but basically it says that the duty of an instructor in mnemonics, which is, you know, sort of like the art of memories to teach the method of making images give a few examples and then encourage the student to form his own. Like to me, that's what the share, that's where the sort of sharing part comes in, you know? And I think that that's because if, if we're in this sort of like archival fever moment where everything, where we're losing, you know, we're basically sort of burning the correct information by stacking like, you know, xenobites on top of each other and creating this like massive you know glut of information that we can't parse we can't understand you know it's create it's making it harder and harder to sort of like find that and and i feel like it's good to give people the sort of like semantic tools to be able to decode some of this stuff and you know it's ai is a really strange thing to me human humanity has kind of exhausted the possibility of its own language and its own thought. And it's basically just reached the end. And it, and it, and it's, but it's not an end in the, in the way people think it is. You know, things will still happen. There's still going to be events. Like, life will go on. 
but like we no longer have the capacity for discourse. And I feel weird saying that because technically, is this a discourse? I don't really think it is because we're not having an argument. This isn't a political debate. You're just an artist and somebody who I respect who's sharing what you do. And that's, to me, I think that's really powerful still. Like there's still value in that, which is like the only thing that can keep, that I think like is keeping this whole thing going for me because like all this fucking discourse shit is just a grift at this point. Like it, it leads nowhere. It helps nobody. And these people need, you know, like they need to be called the fuck out, you know, and put in their place. Well, it's, it's, it feels like it's ending because we're, we're going to like, you know, it's evolving, you know, something's going to happen. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm excited about that too, because what I want to happen is, you know, I want to, to live my simple life, you know, like my dreams, my goals are, you know, I want that farm, you know, I want that, I want that life. I want that morning, I want that sunrise, the sunset and everybody else can get what they want. And I'm excited that the world's going in a more convenient place for them to be able to get what they want because I kind of like the harder way. And so that's just kind of how I'm framing my life. Um, but I'm excited for everybody because it also helps me too, because, you know, it's great having convenience, you know, I'm not always pissed about convenience, you know, like it's a dollar for mangoes at the grocery store right now, like five for five bucks. Like that's crazy. You can't even get that anywhere like on Hawaii. Unless you go pick them up on the roadside from well, Hawaii, big Oh, it's expensive as hell in Hawaii, and everything's you know the dudes how we're working for it. They had a lot of properties, and they had they were all we were all framing up houses, and we were just going to be Airbnbs, you know. Like Maui is just like all Airbnbs. I'm sure Kauai is like that. Oahu, Big Island, still really country, um, but. It, it's difficult to live on Hawaii, and um, but I, I enjoy it. I, I still want to do Kauai, um, but right now, no. I like I like Turtle Island. I like America. Yeah, I like America too, and I, I love the Southwest. You know, there's yeah. a lot of you know. Where do you think the Southwest is? Because there's like some some people say. It's like Southern California through Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, and then like part of Oklahoma. That's like the the biggest region, like regional explanation for it. But then, then some people say yeah. it's just Arizona and New Mexico. But I like, I feel like culturally, all those places have a lot in common. No, Southwest to me, um, shit. It would be it would go to the Baja probably. I mean, it would it would go into Mexico. Um, I don't I don't really think about it like that. Uh, like Arizona, like all this to me is you know Southwest to me. I guess Nevada. You put Nevada in there. I don't know if you did. I feel like Nevada Southwest. But yeah, California, Arizona, New Mexico. Yeah, but I've only been around here for like three years, but I love it, man. Like, I don't think I'll ever leave this. I like New Mexico. I was in Taos uh, over the summer. That place is amazing. 
house in Mexico. Yeah, it is. Uh, I love New Mexico. The Rio Grande. Yeah. I mean, I love White Sands. I had like some of the best fry bread. I've been to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico also. That's never, I want to go there. It's amazing. I've never been there. You got to get in the spring water. It's got the, I, I don't know, at the time they were saying something like it had the highest mineral content of any sort of like hot spring in the mainland of the United States. Okay. So okay, like, yeah. Yeah, man, it's fucking amazing. Like I feel like the only place I could live in the u.s is this area like i like i can't really, i'm with that too like i can't really live anywhere else it's just you know it feels like you know like the east coast feels like europe too it's like this europe part two like i i don't resonate with that at all like i have no interest in like the past you know i i feel like the southwest is like the future you know it's just the, I, I see that too you know, like there's, it's a, it's a plane of possibility, you know, so many things can happen while seemingly nothing is happening at all because there's not yeah. much talking, you know, these, these aren't really, they're not like academic-y places. It's not about language. It's about imagery. It's about the evolution of the image. It, but mm. like, to me, that's where the future is because like I said earlier, like it died a long time ago. There's no ability to say anything. I mean, you know, even even with Christ, <laughs> I mean, you know, lo like Logos died died with Christ on the cross. Even the Christians understood that, you know? So, I mean, this isn't even a new concept, but I appreciate you coming on and speaking, like, honestly about stuff. You know, as somebody who I, who, again, like, I really respect and who I've been following for a while. I respect you as well. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You know, I give uh, all the credits to all these wonderful photographers that help make this work so beautiful. And I'm glad that I could help arrange it in a special way for everybody. And I hope, you know, in the future, people see them like yourself, you know, like, I see them sacred and um, I see everything that people put their hands and their hard work into a sacred, you know, because it's special to them. And like you said, like you put that, all those books, you put all your booklets together, you put all your CDs, you put all that stuff in there with your hands, you know, like it's just special. It's your dirt. You know what I mean? You put that in there. It's like, that's what you have. And, um, I hope the world goes in that way too. You know, AI is good, but I hope we get down to just, you know, really uh, using our capabilities more. And um, that's just something I challenge myself with every day too, is to really just use and move uh, my body while I still got it, you know? Right. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I don't know if there's anything else you wanted to say. Like we could wrap up. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, I said everything. Um, I appreciate you so much, Barrett. Thank you so much for this. Yeah, I appreciate you too, man. This has been like, I, I would definitely say like a kind of like watershed episode. I think this is 
Yeah, this is definitely one of the best in my, in my opinion, you know, and I really think other people will get something from it as well, you know, so. I hope so, you know. Yeah, I just wanted to say, like, I love what you do. You're a real one. You're a real ass fucking guy, <laughs> you know, like it's it's ra- it's rare. It is so rare. You are like one of the last around who just really does it for the love. And, you know, that's Hell yeah, uh, I'll never stop too. That's amazing. And um and I and I, this one of these generations coming up is going to be amazing. I know it. Like I don't even think that some of the people that are really going to love my work are even like around yet, you know what I mean? And, like it could be far farther away, you know what I'm saying? But something about it tells me that when I make this stuff sometimes I'm like, you know what I mean? Like it's just a, it's powerful to me. And I hope you guys think it's powerful and thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, have have a good night. We'll we'll talk you soon. You too, man. Yeah, and thank you for the collages too. He made some amazing collages as well, and yeah. ho- hopefully we'll get a video of this too as like an unedited sort of like extra because he's just showing his stuff. It's just it's just remarkable. Yes, sir. Yeah. So it's a, it's it's a pleasure. Always. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Have a have a great night, man. You too. All right. Recordings.
Hey. Yo, what's up, man? <laughs> what's up, bro? Not much, just chilling. Damn, that's yeah. a sick ass layout. You got the fucking pictures up. I got them. I got them all. I'll show you a little bit. Oh, I hell, got hell yeah. everything that I got right now. But I got the lot. You're cutting out. Wait, wait, you're like really. You're like. Whoa. Yo, 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 yo. You're like. Is there any way you could get on like a Wi Fi connection? Yo, yo, I can't hear you. You're you're like oh shit. Whoa, what happened? Can you hear me? Yeah, one sec. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Hello? Hello?